Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Let's do a live on a first Friday miracle edition of the program. I am merely Bo. You're on. He is the great Z. Dude, what a time to be alive. Dude, is it? Yeah. I feel look like at we this need to hoodie you're wearing. Can we talk about this for a second? What you're wearing right now? You look stunning. So, for the longest time, we have I have seen in this stunning. building um, people, you know, walking around with fancy hoodies. That nobody could get. We've been mocked. I've been. You've been efforting for what seems like nine months. I have the coolest no one avail. now. I have the coolest one. You now. do. You do. Now the coolest yeah. one. Yeah, you do. Um, and so I've seen all of this transpire, and I feel like we're. It's almost to the point now where the market has been flooded a little bit with them. Yep. Um, and so I just took matters into my own hands, and you know, I I know people who run clothing companies, and I said they have an NFL license. What do you say? And so, the good friends at Homage crushed it with the run and L. It's it'd, ready to go. It'd be nice if it said Cleveland Browns daily. Well, they, that would be next level. I don't know if they can mass. Well, I think maybe they could mass market those. Nice little cherry, set it up. So what yeah, I did sure, is, sure. is I said, you know what? I, I, th- I so you will be able to buy these. I think August fifteenth. Oh baby, I think would and be you're watching, and it's right there, live and in color, Daddy. And you're getting it right now. Uh, but I took care of you. I took care of Give Make sure that you guys had. Uh, had some gear because um, you are a tremendous human. That's I take care of my friends. That's make, right. You know, we make sure everybody, you know, you take care of your people. Um, what I think would have been cool is if you gave it to me, but then like just had it on a dummy that was at the other end of the, the building. I think that would have made a lot of sense. <laughs> I think that would have been good. I like I, the I, idea on a dummy, especially yeah, yeah. at the other end of the building. Yeah, that's yours. See, that's yours. Uh, yeah, you're not going to get any benefit <laughs> out of it. No, because it's so far it's so far. But it's yours. Yeah. It's here know for you. No, that's yours. Right. No, that it was. It's there for you. It's there for you. But you but can't. You can't wear it. No. No benefits for you. No Element. benefits for you. You just stay right where you're at. But know in your mind <laughs> right. that that's yours. It's kind of like because I could see it. Yeah, you could. That see I it. could feel Almost. the warmth that it would give me. Yep. Much like if there was a fan set up in the parking lot over there, I would yeah. I would maybe mentally feel the cold air because I could see that you it could was see blowing. It. Right. It's, a, it's, it's really mentally wrapping your head. Or it, right. We're tricking your mind. Exactly. That's what it is. You yeah. To make you uh-huh. believe. Uh-huh. You want to go down this road today? <laughs> want to go down this road? That's weird that you're getting defensive. I don't understand. It's going to be a happened. long plane I ride. Know I know why you're getting defensive right now. What, know, what are you defensive I'm about? I'm to put you to work all day tomorrow, too. What are you defensive? I am doing work all day tomorrow, as well, a matter of fact. I mean, no your, version, time for your you version of a full day and everybody else's version. Sometimes. Still no, no tea time. Oh, my God. Buddy. I, buddy, buddy I'm boy. doing. Listen, buddy boy. Listen, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I think one of my greatest contributions to your life, and I probably have several, but I think my greatest contribution to your life, you thought pal was derogatory. Oh, it was right there. That one it was. No doubt. But you thought it was derogatory. Yes. I love pal. So I think it, it's a great. To be fair. I, it's an incredible term of endearment. It's you. It was a. It was. I don't know if you alone could have convinced me because, you know, at times we can steal stories sure. and we can make things. Yeah. But if you remember, it was maybe one of the greatest tag teams of all time. You and the great Cole oh, God. also Cole threw an affectionate pal. Yeah. My and, pals. It, it, and you together, the two of you. Yeah. And then I was like, pal's in. Pal's, pal's back, in. baby. Pal's back in a big, big way. Yeah. Yeah. But I it's fun to throw a, a pal. Listen, pal. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's really the way you say it. Yeah. 
it says a lot more than pal. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think anytime it is something that is, uh, you know, written on a tombstone of one William Billy Bonnie Billy the Kid, pals, that's a win. That feels that's like a, a term win. of endearment. Has he given up already? He's like he's out, dude. He's, he's out, texting. Like he doesn't know what's going on already. He's out. He's yeah. over it. Yeah. Did you book a tea time? We have a flight. We have logistics. There's no logistics. You're just getting on a plane. You just drive over there. They put you on a tarmac you and you fly down. No, 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 no. That, what you're but, doing right now is insulting to the great Bryant Swindle, who's gotten us all prepared and ready to go. He's handled the logistics. He's booked the hotel. He's scheduled the plane. You're not he booking anything, are you guys? You're just We're loading it. in at stadium tonight. I'm currently dealing with that. You're loading in at stadium. We don't yeah. play till Friday, Gibby. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mr. Mellon is loading in tonight, so therefore we load in tonight. Oh, baby. Chesty well, Gibby. Yeah. I like Chesty Gibby. Not, there's not, there's no Chesty. No, Testy. 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 On edge. With a T. With a T. A proper T. Yeah. Like when we, uh, like eventually uh, when, you know, if we have weather delay on Friday night. Why would you even want to cards? speak that into existence? He's this is his new thing. He's having by so the way, much fun. With I just it. want to film Zagura's reaction. I'm going to tell comes. you something else. By the way, the idea that Gibby takes so much pleasure in your annoyance that even something that will annoy totally, him equally, yes. equally as much, oh, yeah. he's willing to sacrifice that just to stick it to you on some sort of weather delay. I mean, think about the incredible heel turn yesterday when he allowed Jake Trotter. To take credit for things that have been well documented by me. From the funny thing, and, and I don't know if I'm, I might be mistaken on this, but in in my mind's eye, I feel like, you know, Dearness was here before Jake was even. Really I believe you have that thriving in. Well, his no, role. he was here in eighteen. Was he here right, year one of Baker? Or I don't know Baker. Yeah, I don't know if he was here in year one. I can't remember if Jake was year one or year two. With Jake, Baker. I feel like we have been friends with Jake from the second he got here, and yes, we I saw remember him out interviewing Dearness. When like nobody even knew who Dearness was at a training camp, and I don't remember being friends with Jake yet. And if Jake were here, we would have been friends. Although I know that there's after what happened for yesterday, Jake Trotter on this show, anytime he'd like a microphone. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know very well how you feel. By I gotta way, be honest with you. You're not. You're not getting no weather delay. It's yeah, gonna stop. It's it. gonna be afternoon. It's Florida. Florida. I know brother. this. It's gonna be a thunderstorm at four twelve. But in his it'll head last, right now, it'll feel I like I am the, renting space. It's going to feel like the world is going to end. It's going to get dark. There's going to be lightning. It's going to pour for 20 minutes, and then the sun is going to be out. That's what we did in and Tampa. This, the steam is just going to just come up from the ground. And it'll be great because I'm it's in a booth. Every I'm, in, I'm in an environment day. controlled, controlled climate-controlled environment. environment. Does Jimmy like them open even when it's hot? Doors oh, yeah. open even Yeah, hot? I want the doors open, too. For sure. Like you got to hear it. you got to hear the crowd noise. Do they you get a little AC in there despite Define it? Define they... crowd noise in Jacksonville, Florida. But listen, Lawrence debut. Lawrence debut, Etienne. the splashing of the pool. There's a there's an air conditioner. There's a vent in the back. Now I totally forgot this last year because I was trying to pull up a, a, a photo from our trip last year, mm-hmm. and I've totally forgot that a pipe burst above us. Okay, and the ceiling tile got to the point where like it was bowing. It was bowing. And then it like collapsed at the very end, and there was just water streaming in as we were getting out of the booth, like a sinkhole almost. Um. But there's an there's a vent back there, but they will not feel it in the front row. I, like, I will feel. You'll it. feel it. I like that place. Now, I haven't been in it in I fifteen years, but I do like the stadium. There's like a, I like it. Season, it's good. It's for, a great view. It, yeah, it is. They, it's a good. The the press box is good. Uh, the the stands are good. Every seat's good. Um, it's usually sun kissed. I mean, the days are usually good. Um, in fall in Jacksonville, it's north enough Florida that you get some perfect days in like October, November is awesome. 
Um, I've been to the cocktail party there, covered a lot of Jacksonville games there when I was in Florida. I'm assuming it's been improved upon. The pools weren't there when I was there, but I'm sure they've made some improvements to oh, it. Oh, the but pools are lovely. I like that place. I think it's good. I don't. Th I think it's crazy that an NFL team is in Jacksonville, but other I, than that, I think it's good. It is. I, the most frustrating thing is like they just the city doesn't even embrace their own football team. Like it's not a big enough lots city don't though. Open till right. two hours before kick. Like I've been down there as a fan, and you're struggling to find somewhere to go at eight a.m. for a one o'clock kick. Well, so there's a so when I was down there covering that, that was um, that would have been Brunel, big time, Fred Taylor, big time teams like that into David Garrard, Leftwich, like during that run. That's, that's, that's a good run. Would, and then into Maurice Jones Drew, like during that time. So this was like oh two, fall no, fall of oh one to oh seven was when I was in North Florida at that time. Yep. Um, and so they they were a pretty quality team. And then they went to kind of like a nowhere team, you know, by the time it was done. Um, and like at that time, like the landing was pretty cool. Like you'd go yeah. to the landing and then they'd kind of matriculate over. Um, but it, in I want to say like 03 or 04, um, I went and covered the cocktail party there. And that's a different animal. And that's something that when they put that team in Jacksonville, they were hoping that they could have that as an NFL and it's just not big enough for that. And the other thing that they didn't consider, I think in this was that they, they, they were hoping that they would pull from Orlando, but they're not no. Orlando. People are either predisposed dolphin fans or predisposed bucks fans. And they're well-established. So they they were never going to go North Orlando always looks, looks at, or looks at Jacksonville as like a little brother. Like, wait, why did they, they have the team and we don't, Makes no sense. Who represents more at the cocktail party? That's it's Georgia, split. Georgia, I mean, Florida, right? Smith. It's legit split. Yeah, yeah LeCount's right. already. I was talking. I saw him in the cafe the other day. I said, Are you excited to go back to me? Because I never lose in that stadium. Well, which is crazy because when I was there, they never won. Florida won like 19 out of 20 years. And then Georgia's been really good in the last 10 yeah. years. Florida sucked after Urban. Um, but no, it's they split it right down the middle. Um, and it's awesome. And the party afterwards is great. And so I think that's what they were trying to get. You know, it just isn't something that they've been able to land it on. So, um, but I do like the stadium. It's cool it stadium. is not. I, I, I've sat in the upper deck. Yeah. And it's like sitting in the club level here. There is no bad seat. True. No. It's really good. It's good for that sense. I'm guessing there'll be a lot of Browns fans there because there's a lot of, uh, well, there's a lot of Browns fans everywhere. But there'll be a lot. Well, speaking of, you saw yesterday the thing that came out. I did. Number one fans in all the land, baby. It doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, we have a trophy in here. Yeah, yeah we won we that one. How we that. ended up with that trophy? This was never given it at back. home or on the road. These NFL teams draw the biggest crowd, highest attendance percentage, home and away combined. Browns games ninety nine point two, Patriots second ninety eight five, Rams ninety eight one or third, Dolphins ninety seven six fourth, Ravens ninety seven five fifth, Chiefs ninety seven three sixth. So you got AFC Championship. Perennial power, perennial power. Dolphins are not. Rams, Super Bowl champion. There. Well, give me that top five again. Browns, Patriots, Rams, Dolphins, Ravens, Chiefs are six. It's hard for me to believe the Rams would be third on that list. It seems like a lot of apathy there. If you go on, Bears seven, Broncos eight, Vikings nine, Colts ten. So Midwest has Colts, Vikings, Bears, Chiefs, Browns. No Bills? Not in top. No. I'm sorry. I'm I have a hard time believing that. Did you, where'd you have Steelers? No, I don't buy that either. This doesn't that doesn't seem to jive to me. 
Hey, man. I mean, the top of it I like. I just have a hard time believing there's more Rams fans than Steelers fans or in the country. Fans. Or Bills. Especially Steelers, though. Yeah. Like, in your mind's eye, the most sure. po- in my mind's eye, the most popular NFL teams in the country are the Cowboys, the Steelers, and the Packers. It feels like that stuff is everywhere. No matter what city you go in, you can buy that gear. The, again, and the only thing that I can comment on, and I will say this, and I do feel that what I'm, this is true. Browns fans, I feel like at every game we go to, there are more Browns fans than there would be for any team that's coming to our stadium. I, I no agree. question. The, from a fan base standpoint and from a Browns backer standpoint, like when we, no one has a bigger When no we win on the road, we take over by the fourth quarter. Like if it's a game where we've won and it's good night, mm-hmm. Irene City, like what we do to the Bengals, even though they, they're clearly bitter about it and taking to social media. Yeah, that media. was interesting. That was, and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, Browns are going to take over the lower bowl. Like, yes. everybody's out, and Browns are all in. It's as if you're in a home game with just a lower bowl filled. The loyalty of this fan base is really unmatched. Yeah. It's unmatched because all the rest of them have a lot of big-time Super Bowl winning that you can fall back on, and even in recent history, and we don't. And yet, everything you just said is true. It's the best fan base in sport, I think, in my belief. Um, That's right. And most loyal. Um, obviously, we saw this yesterday with Shaquem Grant. Like, we watched it happen. Dude. It's the worst. It just sucks. It totally sucks. Um, and I know that I don't know if it's gotten the attention because of everything else that's swirling here. This dude was an all pro yep. the last two seasons. All pro. Yep. All pro. Pro bowler. He's had a return touchdown in four straight seasons. Yeah. It's just we haven't had a, a kick return since 09 and we haven't had a punt return since 15. And we thought he would be a weapon. And not only that. He's a guy that makes big plays as a receiver. He's got 500 yeah. yards receiving and three touchdowns in the last two years alone. And so at a high big play percentage, it's the great Cleve T.A. pointed out on Twitter today. So this is a big loss because you go back and you mean to say, okay, well, then who's returning? Well, Schwartz last year led you in kick returns, 15 for 322, had a long of 35 yards, 21.5 average. Dearness actually had your best per return average, 23.2. And then you go to punt returns. You know, Felton averaged 7.1, DPJ averaged 7.9. You know, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. And all of a sudden you felt like you had somebody who could be dangerous and could maybe all it takes, the difference between this team making the playoffs and not would be one game where you get that return that breaks the game wide open. Mm -hmm. And and now you feel like it's going to be tougher to do that. And Mike Prefer, I know, is, is devastated. I mean, I think that he was so excited. I mean, he did the press. Wasn't his press conference over the weekend, Gibbe? Yep. And he was talking about just how he changes it, and he's somebody that he's wanted for years. And now, unfortunately, he doesn't have the opportunity to uh, to have him for this season. It's very unfortunate. It goes on. And again, it shines more of a spotlight on a wide receiver room right now that I feel like has a spotlight on it. Is it currently adequate? And they were going to have packages in place to take advantage of a skill set. I didn't think it was just based on health and availability before his injury. I've been skeptical if there were enough guys in there. And so now it just shines an even bigger light on it. Um, you know, you don't know who's out there, who who could come in. Nobody on his level. Nobody. So oh, that's it's a not... tremendous blow um, to the return game. It, this is the thing that's – when you look at how this team was constructed and with the idea of what the Watson – you know, like the original Watson suspension – it's constructed to win the Super Bowl right now. Clowney for yes. a year, Grant back, draft Cade York, Kareem probably last year here. All of those, It's this is constructed to win the Super Bowl right now. 
And now a lot of those, a couple of those things are completely up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen with Watson? Um, and Jakeem Grant is done. So that's brutal. You're sick for him. And you're watching it yesterday. You, could, you knew it. I mean, you knew it. Isn't you? you didn't well, know it was that, but you knew it was bad. You knew you it was could, bad. Anytime you see a guy down, they won't get up, cart, writhing. Sad. That's emotion. it. Sadness, emotional. Yeah. And, and when they turned him over and started feeling towards the bottom of yeah. his leg, you said, okay, this. hopefully they feel it there, right? That's that's the thing that you're hoping for is can we feel something there? Yeah. And unfortunately, the answer was no, not, which, yeah. which was tough. So the other part of that, let's get this out of the way. Uh, Roger Goodell was available yesterday. What do we have? Owners meetings somewhere? Yeah, the owners meetings up in Minneapolis. Really? Young Connor. Yeah. Boy, usually they're like Pelican Hill. Yeah, they're like they're at the Breakers. Yeah, <laughs> they're usually places like Arizona. Like, I was going to say the right. Biltmore. Yeah. There's, I feel like it's Pelican Hill, the Biltmore, the Breakers. Like that's usually how these are done. And Minneapolis is a fine city. Wonderful town. But great but stadium. I, fantastic Got that stadium. Right. So Roger Goodell. Um, you've seen it by now. Um, he he talks about the various things that Sewell Robinson had to say about Deshaun. He obviously cherry-picked the stuff that he yes. liked as opposed to the entire report, which also held the NFL's feet to fire pretty harshly on the idea of, look, Raj, you can't just reinvent discipline in the middle of a stream. By the way, Roger Goodell testified to that very effect back he did. in 2000, I want to say 14, as it yeah. related to the – as it related to the uh, Ray Rice case. And in fact, just to read it to you, what he said is, um, I gave him the discipline. I felt it was appropriate. The policy change was forward-looking because the league is, quote, required to provide proper notification. Yep, which is exactly what you said in our ruling, and they're doing the opposite here. That's right. Or so it appears. So, so it would appear. Uh, there you go on that. Um, did you guys watch Hard Knocks last night? I did. I loved it. I, I was... More excited for it than I'd been for in a Hard Knocks in a long yep. time. I actually wanted to watch it, and yep. it gave me everything that I wanted it to give me. I thought it was – I thought he's great. Their staff – the Deuce Daly, Aaron Glenn stuff was awesome. And Aaron Amazing. Glenn was here. Aaron Glenn I, was our DB coach when Petten was the head coach, so 14 and 15. Okay. He was okay. great. And he was been, great. Yeah. He is like me. He's gotten a little more gray in the beard over the past sure. decade. But he he's awesome, and just the back and forth with him and Deuce Daly was – I mean, Deuce Staley's a wild – that is a team of just – there are a lot of wild men involved with what's going on That's there. Foot, that is the ultimate football guy team. Yes. Top, bottom, everybody. I As I'm watching it, and I'm, I'm watching the first four minutes of Dan Campbell, I just think Dan Campbell is everything that John Dorsey hoped Freddie Kitchens would be. Yes. When he hired him. Yes. That, that's what he wanted. He wanted that – that is the personification – of John Dorsey's perfect football coach is Dan Campbell. Now, Campbell was there before Dorsey was there, right? Or did they come in at the same time? Spielman hired both. And yes. Dorsey's not the GM. He's a head of scouting or whatever. But like He's been there for how many years has Dorsey been there? Second I, year for Dorsey and second year for Campbell? Or even or third, his third for Dorsey. Dorsey. Dorsey may have predated. Okay. So like yeah. the idea of Chris Spielman and John Dorsey landing on Dan Campbell, perfect. Of course, that's how that would go. Not to say that Dorsey had the say that he had here – or that he would have the say of Spiels, but yes, it all right. adds up. It's somebody who right. knows Spielman a little bit like I do. More more importantly, that team and those people in there in that building embrace a show like Hard Knocks. We're Way not, not yes. shying away. You're not getting Devin Kajus to be in the spotlight. No, I want to put this. Well, out there. I just would. I just want to pose this to you guys. Do you ever recall a Hard Knocks where the head coach? was that big of a star 
it felt to me like he had 80% of the dialogue in the, in the episode. So a little bit of Hutchinson, a little bit of Staley and, and a lot of Staley and Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt like it felt like Dan Campbell's like 70% of the talking. Yes. A hundred percent. And given a lot of candid sit down one-on-one interviews, which is kind of a new, that feels newer to me in hard knocks as opposed to little one-off features where they're just sitting down and, and I, I liked it. Uh, I did feel, and I, I like Jamal Williams as a football player. I like him as Green Bay, and, and now it's right. I felt like his speech, there were a couple times he looked over and looked directly into the camera where I felt like he that allowed him to get into, and that was an incredible speech. I mean, all yeah. of a sudden it turned real emotional real quick and yes. was wild. But I think that was enhanced by Hard Knocks, and he delivered on something that I found interesting to watch. I enjoyed that. Could not have crushed it more. No, it's great. No, but I don't think I don't know that that speech gets there without the camera because he's he was getting after it, and then there's he looked over and he went yes, right into right the camera into once. The camera. Yeah, and then you saw him go. All right, he went up a notch, and then he gave one more glance, and that's when it was full. And then now we're crying. Yeah, and I felt like even some of the guys were kind of like, "Oh my god!" Some guys were like, "Oh yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. we're with you, man. Like it's we're, we got this." So I was thinking of this too. This is um, uh, Jared Goff's third time on Hard Knocks. You know, you, we talk a lot about we, yeah, we, you talk a lot about young quarterbacks being put in a position to succeed. Can you overcome the circumstances you're in? This is a dude who was drafted by Jeff Fisher, who I used to do a show with a guy who played for a lot of years under Jeff Fisher, and Jeff Fisher has a very specific style, player first, laid back yes. style, and then was coached by Sean McVay, who has a very specific style, and is now coached by Dan Campbell. I would argue that there is not a bigger difference in personality over three coaching hires that anyone could have to start their career than what Jared Goff has had to start his. No, I would completely agree with you. And he actually threw the ball around pretty well. And looked and good. He looked good. Uh, I think that was DJ Chark because they never. They didn't spend much time it, on the players. It was honestly. number four. It was a lot of coaches. It was mostly coaches. Number four, I think. It was a four or five. It was a single-digit number yeah. receiver. Caught a lot of the balls that were happening. Yeah. And I don't think Jamison Williams is involved yet. Yeah, like I'm surprised yeah. they didn't introduce him. He, I saw he's wearing nine today. He called right. Stafford, Stafford to see if he could yep. wear it. Yep. But um, so I assume that that's DJ. That's I thought that. so, but I again don't know if because we haven't gotten you know we haven't gotten into that yet with the with the Detroit Lions. But yeah, very coach focused, very good. The other thing that I would say is that is a markedly different training camp from ours, dude. When I he, mean, when he goes markedly. full contact, dude, they were then, decapitating each other. That's correct. And then he gives the speech about why it's necessary in his view. He's and then he's crying. almost emotional saying, all I do is think about you guys. That's all I do. And I was like, that is so different. So different. And that, listen, you can win both ways. Of course. This isn't, this isn't something where it's like, this is the only way. There's a million different ways to win in this thing. hundred percent. But that is a lot different than this. I want, I just am so curious to know like where they're at health wise, because just some of the clips they showed were bur- like head hunting hits, like hits yeah. that you would probably get, certainly get a flag for. There was one where a receiver went over the middle and got absolutely smoked, smoked by his own teammate. Yeah. Like that, in this practice, I think you'd be throw. I think you'd be out. You're out. You're done. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing it anymore. No way. No how. So yeah. Smoked. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting thing. And then you go and you look at the approaches to preseason, right? The Rams played nobody. They win the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean playing nobody guarantees you win the Super Bowl. 
It just means that this time of year, however you prepare is how your team's going to go after it. And I think for a Lions team, it makes some sense to get like that and have that sense of urgency because, you know, you're coming off of what were they, 2-15, and 3-14? and 3-14. and 14. You three don't want to start slow again. No. And so, they remember, they lost a lot of stupid games. And a lot of close games. A lot of close games. Yeah, they were in a lot of them. They had just weird things well, happen to them, like field goals at the, the end. The Tucker of, one. The Tuck, yeah, that's right. How about right. the fact that he is in the fourth quarter and overtime? He's 58 for his last 58. Yeah. Like, that's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. That is a ludicrous stat. Yeah. There was something that Campbell said. It's funny. I tell it to the intern. Stevie, take notes. This is important. I always said this to all my interns. And he said it last night, and it was spot on. You have to be honest to yourself in who you are. That was an incredibly authentic view into Dan Campbell, the coach. He's not changing who he is. And he even talked about that with his staff. Like with the, with the, the one coach had, had the long hair and he was going to cut his hair. Yeah, and Campbell's like, no, 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 that's who you are. Yeah. Like, I'm hiring that. Like, that's critical. Whether you do this, whatever you do, you got to be you. You can't put on some act because eventually the act is viewed as as one that is fraudulent. It's well, not fraudulent. You are who you are. And clearly, from the Deuce Staley School, thinks that's exactly who he is. Do you feel like, and this struck me watching it last night, I think they kind of look somewhat the same. Obviously, Staley's a little thicker. They feel, I feel like they conduct themselves. I feel like... Deuce Staley and Steve Smith, like, may share some type of DNA. Like, there is – Holy hell. They have to be cut I from the same I didn't put plot. that together until you said it. And then as soon as you said – before you even said Steve's name, that's who I said. I didn't even think about it last night. That's until all I could right think of now, when I saw it. I'm like, this is what yeah, Steve Smith would be doing. It's exactly what he would be doing. And if they were on the same staff, I yeah. feel like they would yeah. end up – like, Glenn – Aaron Glenn is a calm, really calm dude. Like when he was mocking, like his writing. Yeah. Oh, you didn't write anything. You're not writing anything. And he's like, "Why are you circling?" He's like, "Like a vulture. I'm just circling you because you're gonna die soon." He's like, "What?" Like Deuce Staley, I think at one point would want him to fight because where else is he gonna get the physical? Where else he is he gonna wants go? The physicality. He wants it. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know. Um, I have no idea. You know, none of us know any idea. I like them. I like their team. Same. Uh, before all of this, I liked their team anyway. I, li- I thought that they could take a step, and maybe I think they're definitely be- clearly better in Chicago. Yes. And I think they have a chance to be better than Minnesota. We'll see. But th- this is this has a potential to be an all-time hard knocks. Oh, yeah. It's in You're play. asked the thing about the coach. The last time that I felt like a coach was featured that much, and and I, it turned out, I think, to almost maybe end his coaching career, it was Mike Smith in the Atlanta one, where you're like, this guy just sits. A zero brutal but he was yeah. everywhere he was everywhere yeah Max. yeah and i almost felt like yeah. they were like hey hey look this ain't it this is not gonna work yeah this was the opposite very much it so. was great really really good um all right well we have an idea of who you will see from the jacksonville perspective on friday night we will get into that a little bit hopefully by the end of the show we'll have a pretty good idea who we're going to see uh for us have we taken on- a break we're going to do it right now what a banger for us! Stevie's been trying. Thirty-minute bomb. I my, did he I get his? Did he take F- down his notes? Actually, notes? he wrote down exactly. That's the what most said, important note I can give you, Stevie. That's the most important note. Um, all right, so we got, we got a lot of fun on the program today. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
it's kind of like the the line in Dumb and Dumber. Just when I think you couldn't be all of the things that stupid and all of that, you do something like this and totally redeem yourself. The conversation that we just had off air, it's unreal. All right. It's, it's stupefying, brother. You said it, brother. Rumkey Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join him as a customer, as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit rumkey.com to learn more. Dude, I, this is pretty cool. So your first game as the full-time color analyst on the radio networks, Danny alongside the legendary Jim Donovan, you get Trevor Lawrence. You're going to get Trevor Lawrence, buddy. And we got him last year in Jacksonville. for. But a you're trips, getting but him. I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm you're get getting him. Yeah, I'm excited about it. This yep. is really cool. So you get Lawrence, you get Etienne, uh, Doug Peterson saying a couple other, some other starters are going to play on Friday as well. Yeah. Uh, Peterson saying he's planning to play them a couple of series, nothing too crazy, nothing too long. We want to get the field of game, get them in there, and get them working in game situations. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm curious to, fun. to see what ultimately our plan is going to be and, and how the Browns are going to approach this particular game, and, and I'm hopeful we'll get that information sometime relatively soon. But I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Given the nature of this camp, given the nature that every of everything that's happening, like it would not surprise me at all to see Deshaun Watson, and it would not surprise me to see some of the starters. I think that you can probably everybody in their head, if you said, "All right, here's eight guys that aren't going to play," you can probably f- figure out who that would be. But I think that let that'll me, be let good because I think we want to we want to play. You got to see some football, and I think it's a good distraction for this team. And I don't know if it's eight or not. I'm just throwing out a name, but I think like people that you would say rap and bubble rap i think there's probably a pretty good chance that you will see those people in bubble rap okay i'm just writing down well we know you won't see denzel uh no no yeah i just want to i just want to run my list by you as you said that okay okay um i feel like this is final answer i rushed the last two okay miles jadevian chubb denzel none i mean i would imagine Amari, no. Probably. I mean, my God, I wouldn't even have Amari do anything. I would literally put him on a treadmill. Yes, right. And that's, I wouldn't even have him near a human. Those are the names that certainly in the running, yeah. So then those would be the the five that I would say no. I was, I almost put Jacoby on it, but I'm not, I don't know how this is going to go with, because I don't, who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun. We could have finality. I wonder if Jacoby and and Deshaun will be binary. Like you're only going to put them out behind a certain offensive line. Yeah. So if it's a Deshaun, then maybe there wouldn't be Jacoby. If it's Jacoby, then there wouldn't be Deshaun. Like you're not. I so like that. that. You don't. Ex- I like it. Overextend the reps of yeah. the line. The other three I thought of, and it, this was where it got tricky. Like I would, I don't think Conklin. No, he no hasn't point. done anything. He's done nothing, so he's no, not. Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, Joel, do we need to see Joel? You do not need to see. But Joel. I just wonder if you, if you, if Watson's in there, you probably want Joel in there. Potentially, because they're going to play their guys. Sure. Right, they're but you do not f- need to see. Joel but you don't Jr. need to see it. Ninth year, no, no, clearly not. All pro, and then I put JOK, but I don't know about that. Those I think are the, you want JOK to play. You want him to play? Okay, I think he wants. So who's the eighth? I'd be I eighth. was just no, no. I if we were name. eight, who would be your who would be your eighth? If you you had no problem with the, all of I said, yeah. If who, it was eight, I would probably add, and this is solely based on what happened on Monday that he didn't finish practice, or on Tuesday he didn't finish yesterday. These days, I, I don't no know, idea. brother, what day it is. Tuesday. Greg didn't finish practice. Okay. So, so then would, JOK in, Greg out. If if I were doing – and then another guy that I would consider as a possible would be John. I don't think you need John Johnson out there. No. But if you wanted to, sure. Give it a go. Yeah. Like AWOC's just coming back. Do you need AWOC out there for this? Probably not. No. 
I think, you know, you've got – I don't need to see anything for Miles, Jadavian, Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward, Amari Cooper for the entire preseason. I don't need to see Kareem either, pers- me personally. No, it's just – yeah. No, that's true. Keep Kareem out, and then you just go pl- get forward the carries. Forward and Dearness. Yeah. Which You're is, great. By the way, and John Kelly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't need him. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You got I'll be honest with you. I, As much as from a content standpoint, I appreciate the fact that Trevor Lawrence is playing, and it's different, I think, when you're younger, when you're older. I see the value in that maybe. I would probably if, – if I were running an NFL team, I'd be doing it McVay style. 100%. I would have no interest in doing this. So, in the case of a Trevor Lawrence now with Doug Peterson, and I don't know what their joint practice schedule is, I this is – and I don't even know if you're able to do this. I would want to have as many joint practices as I could, and that would be, you know, I'd take, you know, a few weeks, get everything installed, get us where we're feeling good, and then joint practices all the time. And then in the games, you know, let guys try to make their roster or make careers for themselves. I have never seen a joint practice practice. You've seen them several oh, times. Yeah. Do they do a pretty good job of taking care of each other, the two teams? I know yes. that there's – it can get chippy, but at times. in terms but, of yeah. there's no cheap, right? Like everybody knows what the rules are. No, and I, I don't think we've ever seen give a we've never seen tackling to the ground at one of those, have we? In a joint practice? Yeah. I mean, that that first practice with the Colts got awfully interesting. It got chippy, but I don't think there was full contact, and and even the Buffalo one where they embarrassed us, and it became pretty clear that 2015 might not be the season we had hoped it was going to be. Gibby was being taunted. Yeah, which was You great. were? Yeah. What? Hey, Browns oh my guy. God. Hey, Browns guy. Hey, Browns guy. You guys going to have a better effort tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, I was like, Browns uh, guy? Jeez. Depends if we're Browns running guy. Justin Gilbert back out there or not. I don't know. Oh, my God. He had a rough go. And that was when. So how, that was How quickly 15. did you know he wasn't it? Pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, when you don't even stay. When you're a top 10 pick in the draft and you don't even stay in the league for well, the that's what I mean. contract. Yeah. It doesn't get the attention of some of the quarterback busts. Well, it happened with him and Johnny in the same draft. Right. But Johnny, at least that you could see like there, like Johnny had at the world. I mean, he could have been like a Minshew guy or better. Like he, okay. he had some of that. Sure. He was never going to be more than that, but there was, but there, you could at least see there's some, some moxie or something. Yeah. You could say, okay, I could see how this guy could bounce around a little bit if he had the right head space, but like Gilbert, it was less to do with his athletic ability and his on-the-field abilities. It had much more to do with he just wasn't a pro. Gilbert wasn't either. No. So neither – you, you just – neither one. Yeah, he just didn't – It's crazy. I get it. But, yeah. yeah, that was – and that was the other one, too. I think I have the timing of this right. 2015, Terrell Pryor was with the Browns. Right, Gibbe, when we were up there in Buffalo? I uh, think – feel like that was 16 16 was his good year was he here two years i don't let me look i don't tp the one thing i will yeah. say about jacksonville going back to he was here in 15 for sure prior yeah. was because you guys were down in columbus and i remember going i remember doing live shots for cbs affiliate down there where i worked at the time and it was the first time he was back in the stadium because he was banned yeah so it was like wait priors back in the stadium he was banned from campus he could That's never right, go because he talked too yeah. After yeah. Uh, after practice. Yeah. And he was he was, it was awfully hot on that turf. It was brutally hot on that turf. Yeah. Um the the one thing the Jags like this is their second game. Yeah. Don't true. Forget, I mean they they well, are, they played their number 1 pick in the draft last week against Yeah. You yeah. know. So, All right. So I did have this right. 15 Troll Pryor was there in Buffalo. 
and could not get off the line of a scrimmage to run a route against the Buffalo corners. Really? They just were right up. And he didn't have it. And I still say, yeah, I, I had that right. Seeing that in 15, at the beginning of 15, then the work that he put in with Al Saunders and Hugh, to think that that guy who couldn't get off, couldn't run a route, yeah. like, let alone not get open, not catch it, he was not able to get five yards off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Who was their court? Uh, something white. Tra- Tredavious White. Tredavious White. Yeah. He couldn't get off the line of scrimmage against against this Bills team in 15, and then in 2016 he has 1,070 yards receiving. That, to me, his tells you about the talent he had, but the work ethic that he put in and what they were able to do with him from coaching standpoint and his own work standpoint, and it never happened again. Obviously, he goes to Washington, signs that big deal. Yep. It never happens again, but if you would have told me watching that or probably anybody there or even asked him honestly in the depths of his truth, are you ever going to be a 1,000-yard receiver in the NFL after that training camp experience? Not a chance. And then he was, and that to me is incredible. He, he might be the most – He's on a very short list of most mismanaged athletes from his from him going to Ohio State sure. and kind of what they didn't do with him, what they had him do and what they didn't do. Like, he got no quarterback coaching, none. I mean, they would run first two plays under center, the fourth plays out of the shotgun, run around, make something happen. That was do the it. offense. Yep. So to then a guy who gets undone by an NCAA process and forced to go pro – because of because of the the Tatgate nonsense, which is baby stuff, alongside of now. Oh my goodness! Um, so you have that happen. Then he so he goes to the Raiders and and they nurture him along, and then somehow switches. I always thought it was so comedy when people say, "Why can't he play receiver?" Dude, he'd played quarterback only his entire life. Life. His whole life. S was scouting him as in sixth grade. He was he was there was a LeBron of football feel to Terrell Pryor's recruitment. It was known yeah. who he was at a very young age, and and it was just about where was he going to go, and everybody knew he wasn't going to go too far from home. So it was always, you know, it was West Virginia, it was Michigan, it was Ohio State, it was Penn State. Like, that was it. Trestle got the right guy. There was a glass manufacturer over there that Trestle got close to. That's the guy who was close to Pryor. That's how he ended up at Ohio State. But the dad, or the grandpa, I think, loved Joe Paterno. Um, but that was it. I mean, and so – yeah, he was all the things. So the idea that he overcame all of that and somehow had a thousand yard season is crazy. crazy. Like if you would watch that there, you say no way. It was honestly like, hey, Browns guy. Like if Gibbe was trying to get off the line of scrimmage or one of us really went out there with a press man corner and tried to run a route, we wouldn't get anywhere. No. Like being realistic about it. That's what it was like. And then a year later, he had a thousand yards in the league. That to me is still one of the most incredible things I've ever that seen. That was, was a great Al Saunders. Maybe his one of his finer coaching moves. I just talked to him. Really? The great Al Saunders. He was in town for a Dick Vermeil's enshrinement. Oh, yeah. oh, sure. Yeah. Great, great Kansas friends. City, right? Uh-huh. They worked together in Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the job he did with Pryor that season is legendary. To get him ready. And, and by the way, in that Dolphins game his second year, he ran the Wildcat for us because we really didn't have a quarterback. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me pull this up from the game logs. Like, there's some played quarterback are... because we were out of quarterbacks three weeks into the season. We'd gone through three or four. Yeah, Kessler started. Yeah, we, he was number but three. Kessler was the quarterback that game, but then he got kind of like, I think he fumbled early in the game that they returned for a touchdown. So they, they designed a game plan to compete with them in that one. In that game against Miami, he had eight catches for 144 yards and then played Wildcat quarterback, four rushes, 21 yards, and a touchdown. 
and also threw for 30 – he was 3 of 5 for 35 yards. Yeah. He played in one game for us that game. So, who's, who are the quarterbacks in, in 16? Kessler. Well, it was – I can't I imagine. it was McCown, RG3, and then Kessler, right? Oh, McCown was in the mix in 16? 16 was RG3. RG3. You drafted Kessler? Kessler. That was he who trust me. There trust was another the one in there because Kessler was number three, I feel like, on the depth chart. Well, uh, whatever. Whoever it was. number three by week yeah. three. So McCown was McC- Kessler 0-8, McCown 0-3, RG3 1-4. Here's the crazy thing. Like, from it, put yourself in Terrell Pryor's head and you're looking at Cody Kessler and you're going, I am a better quarterback than this. Yeah. I promise you that. You know? He's one of those guys that he comes second. around in a different time – his whole thing is different. We also had Kevin Hogan that year and Charlie Whitehurst. That's when we had a little Jesus. Oh, we got wow. one game of Charlie Whitehurst where he went fourteen to twenty four for a buck eighty two, a touchdown and a pick. At the peak of his powers, dating Jewel. Yeah. Yeah. Peak of his powers. No it and that year, think about this. We were so bad throwing the ball. Crow Absolutely ran for nine hundred and fifty two yards and averaged four point eight yards a carry, and Duke averaged four point nine yards a carry and ran for three fifty eight of his own. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. All right. Man. Lots to get to on the program today. As I mentioned, we'll go around the NFL. Lots going there. Hopefully we get some update on what our team will look like on Friday before the end of the program here. Um, and so you have that to look forward to, which is nice. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. On a uh, just a quick, uh, let me make sure this is. We we talked a little bit yesterday about the new like the college football landscape shifting a little bit. Well, not a little lot uh, with that new Big Ten TV deal, which they are approaching in an NFL way. It's a very NFL process of on the networks, split by the networks, um, and so forth and so on. Jack Swarbrick, who's the athletic director at Notre Dame, was on a school live chat. Was asked about the Big Ten's new TV deal. He says it is perfect for Notre Dame. We need NBC to have more college football to more effectively promote our games and to talk about our games and to have NBC be seen in that light. So that was a this that was great for us. My theory is is that it's also I, I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not saying it's likely, but I think it's I would not be shocked at when the Big Ten announces this new deal if Notre Dame is also part of that. It would not is gonna be it. in the Big Ten. I, it's the only it's now's the time. And now is the time. Now's the time. So, and, I, and this this deal with NBC to me just further pushes that. Um, and if you know, if they want the Big Ten to play, if they want the Big Ten to add Stanford, so they have another traditional rival. Fine, they'll end Stanford. That's fine. Stanford's good. That's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, you could do that pretty easily. Yes. Why not Arizona great. for Zago? Come on. Poor Zago. I was listening to um, basketball Simmons. power. It's had a few mo- fleeting moments in football. It's just not a market or brand that's gonna get it's it it's a done, great brother. brand though it's just basketball for, for us for us it is yeah but i don't know that it is you know we grew up out west you know i don't I know that like it everybody crossed knows over. the arizona wildcats from a hoop but standpoint not, but hoops don't drive the bus yeah you know hoops are that's i mean kansas is still in the big 12 caroline and duke are nowhere to be found they're gonna be stuck in an acc deal sure. that sucks for the next 14 years. arizona though i don't know if kansas north carolina or duke have ever at any point been number one in the country 
And Arizona was in Sports Illustrated. I don't know if they ever were in the AP. I had that in my locker. I had that. Yeah, that Desert, Desert Swarm. Swarm. Yeah. Teddy Bruschi, Chris McAllister. Yeah. That was a squad. Kansas uh, played in an Orange Bowl in the last 15 years. Uh, North Carolina was ranked in the top five under Mac Brown in the late 90s mm-hmm. in football. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's that, like Ron Curry? It's probably before him. I think it's Oscar Davenport. Okay. Uh, Julius Peppers. Peppers, yeah. Sure, um, sure. Maybe Robert Qu- no, 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 no. Quinn was much, much later. There was another defense. Dre Bly. Oh, Dre Bly yeah. was on that team. Um, so, yeah, there's okay. – there's, but anyway, I, I think that's probably how that thing's going to go, and probably what will happen is if, if that is the case, then the remnants of the Pac-12, whatever's left, if they, if they are poached, some of the bigger ones are poached by the Big Ten, then whatever's left will then move, matriculate to the Big 12. Why can't – this is what I would want. Why don't the teams that are not great – and football that don't move the needle in football. Why don't they form like the ba- teams that are basketball teams? Yeah. Why don't they form their own conference? Because they're never going to move the needle in football anyway. And at least now you have a super basketball conference that would get all the college basketball TV. Because they all want their chunk of the football revenue. The yeah. football revenue is the hundred million. Yeah. So that they can't. They they need the football revenue to prop up the basketball. Even at places like Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, like they need the football money. Yeah. That's the way it all works. It's the economics of the whole thing. But that's that's where that thing stands. So that was interesting. That's the first time I've heard Swarbrick talk on the record about any of that. Uh, all right, coming up at the top of the hour, we'll go around the NFL landscape. Final hour on a first Friday coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath that will feel like a spa in about a day with our good friends at the Bath Authority. They make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. Experts, factory trained. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower model. That number is 216-220-8399. They have an enormous selection of bath projects. They're all made here in America. You can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding again in about a day. Simply put, superior products with expert installers at the Bath Authority, 216-220-8399. 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel at the Bath Authority. As we reset hour two, hopefully get hopefully get some insight into what our team will look like uh, by the time we get to Friday, uh, hopefully here in the in the next yeah, hour, be, so you can kind of know. We know what we're going to see out of Jacksonville on Friday. We're going to see joyous. a lot of their starters. Uh, the number one pick in the draft played in the game in Canton against uh, the Raiders, so I would assume we would see him again as well. Looked good, too, by the way. He did. He had a sack in that game and was able to, yeah, he did look good. Able to rush the passer, win some one-on-ones, which is what you want, because that was one of the questions about Trayvon Walker coming out was, when you watch his tape, a lot of his sacks were plays where he was either unblocked or, you know, kind of cleaned up into the sack as opposed to just beating somebody. And, and he was able to do that. And, you know, that'll give a good test, I think, in some ways for our guys. And, and we've talked so much about, you know, seeing Jedrick Wills out there. This is a team that can get after the quarterback a little bit. Josh Allen has been a very productive player for yeah. the Jags, and they'll have him on one side. They'll have Trayvon Walker, the number one pick in the league on the other side. And so I think that's going to be some good work, whether it be Jed Wills on one side. We won't see Conklin. So whether it's Hubbard and really his first action back or whether uh, it, it ends up being a, a James Hudson, that's good work, I think, for those guys when you go against Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. And then 
Kalevon Chason was a first round pick who was trying to get his another career LSU going. Guy, another yeah. LSU guy. Was he drafted by Atlanta? I want to say. Does that make sense? I don't know if that's it right. Feels or not. like it. it you feels said right. it sort of emphatically. I would believe ah, it if you meant it. It wasn't. It's like sixty percent emphatic. Yeah, let's say sixty, sixty-five, seventy, maybe. Yeah. Now they get some dudes. They get th- yeah. this. Look, you understood. I mean, you go back. We, we telegraphed why it was going to go brutal with Urban there. I believe we laid it out exactly how it would go, and there was a couple of ways for it not to go that way, and he didn't do any of them. So it went exactly how you thought it would go. Um, but you also understand why somebody like him would take that job. Yeah. You're the number one pick. You got a lot of assets, and you got some nice young talent. Sure you do. So you can flip this thing quickly down there in a division that's going to get to be really winnable pretty quickly. I mean, Deshaun's not in Houston anymore. You've got this, uh, you know, Indy's got Matt Ryan, so there's a window there, and it feels like Tennessee's window is closing. Well, the so, Jags did draft him, so he was 20th overall in the 2020 NFL draft, but that's another first-rounder. Yeah, they got a nice squad, man. I mean, think about their pass rushers. Look at that dog. Look at Josh Allen, who has been phenomenal for them, was their first-round pick, seventh overall in 19. Kentucky. Kentucky guy. He had seven and a half sacks last year, ten and a half as a rookie. So, I mean, you think about – you're talking about a num- their edge rushers, their top three edge rushers, number one overall pick, number seven overall pick, number 20 overall pick. Yes, they've invested heavily, heavily there. Heavily, you could say. Yep. All SEC guys, too, right? Yep, yep. Um, as we go around the league, the NFL is planning a Black Friday game in 2023. Amazon Prime will air it. Uh, Gibby points out an interesting note here. The game will be likely to be played during the afternoon as the league can't televise primetime games on Friday nights in November as part of its antitrust exemption. Why? Why? What? Huh? Come again? Yeah. You're not on. Too bad you don't have a light. They're doing a Black Friday game. That's now you're on. Stevie. Sad. Hate to see it. Uh, um, yeah, I... It, I've seen the verbiage listed a couple times, and I'm like, for, I don't understand. Just on Black Friday, or they can't play primetime games on Friday in November. It Friday is that, in November. It's not like college football is on playing on Friday in November. They're trying to. Well, they will, but it'll be you know secondary games, third, fourth. You know, it's not going to be the top games aren't going to be played on Friday. The only thing that's always played on Friday, uh, going into Thanksgiving, it's usually, it's either Egg Bowl, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Or it's and then a lot of times LSU will play Arkansas on that Friday. Usually LSU Arkansas is at three thirty, and then Mississippi State Ole Miss is the night game on that Friday. Did, after didn't Thanksgiving. that used to be Nebraska Oklahoma? No, it was Nebraska Colorado. Colorado. That's Nebraska Colorado was, was a big say, I knew Friday it was out there. Friday after Thanksgiving game was Nebraska Colorado. Good job, you give me got fifty percent of the right time yeah. right all the time. Yeah. Um, That's where we're at today. I, I I'm going to be real honest with you. This is the biggest product in sport at a in in North America by a pretty wide margin. I do think don't do too much. Keep we're, – we're on a lot of days in the National Football League. It's a lot, right? And I know you want the piece of the pie from everybody with the streaming and we're going to run this here and we're going to get this streaming money. you got to be a little – you're running Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Eh. You know, it's a little fatigue. Yeah. It's a little fatigue for me. Like – I don't know. We we'll talked see. about it by Sunday. You don't want to night. oversaturate. We're not waiting for Sunday night. No, it's my fate. I just I'm not. I'm I'm tapped at that point. Unless my team's in Sunday night, then I'm geeked. But even if it's a great game, a lot of times I've watched so much football that you've been waiting. I'm not. Literally, you've been waiting all day. You've been waiting all day. You've been watching all day. You've been watching all day for Sunday night, and then you know Monday's the sweet spot. Well, so now you're running out of Thursday, and you're going to run out of Friday, and then we're going to have more Saturday games. And now you've got you're, you're expanding your European games. <sighs> start at 9 a.m. I mean, literally, you're going from 9A to 11P. 
on yeah. some weekends. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers believes limited playing time in the preseason is a waste, so he's like Joe Thomas in that regard. Joe, what? How many? Remember we asked Joe how many how many practices do you need? Three, three. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it looked at when he was here. Three. He's ready to go right he now. He could go right I'm now. confident it might have been one or two. Yeah, right, right now. now. I told him, I said, look, we use an extra offensive lineman, kind of that blocking tight end. Yeah. You could do that in your sleep. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Like if we were ever, in the next five years, if we were ever in a Super Bowl and something were to happen to Jed Wills in the playoffs. He'd have to come out to like the Rocky theme, though. Dun, 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 oh, my dun, God. Dun, dun, Can you imagine him? Dun, 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 what weight would he want to get to? Because to, he's lost a lot. What weight would he want to be at, I wonder, if, to, if – like, let's say something – But you're saying this happens happened. and you have two weeks to get ready. Like, I'll, you right. can't well, also I, throw 30 pounds on your body. I would like to put – you can't put his mind in a pretzel much, but, like, if that happened in the AFC Championship game, text him. Text him right now. This is the question. We want to know if there was an injury at left tackle – in a hypothetical AFC championship game, and you had two weeks to get ready for the Super Bowl, what would your process be? Because I do think he would play in the game. That's what I want to know. I want to know what his process would be. Because he would have one. I just would be curious, like, would he load up trying to put on weight? Or would he go? Would he stay at his – I mean, he's going to want to put on some weight probably, but, like, he would. his strength would be his quickness and his technique, and his, his strength would be – an enormous advantage. Plus, it would be like the first gold jacket guy, if it's not this year, it'll be the first gold jacket guy to play while he has a gold jacket, which would be an amazing feat for the Hoff. So, uh, I think that he – I don't know that there – from a weight standpoint, I mean, how much can you do in two weeks? Well, I, he would know. I don't know. I don't know what the I human mean, body's capable of. Down his human body. 8,000 calories in a day like we've seen. But he doesn't want to be sluggish either. Correct. you got to find that happy medium. I bet he has an answer for it. Did he receive your – are you getting He's bubbles back? Yeah, not yet. I think he would – I'll tell you, I saw his kick out there in flip-flops on one leg, whatever. His technique is going to be fine. It would be like riding a bike. Be his perfect. process would be fine. I think what he would be the most concerned about is throwing himself into the playbook and into the tape of the other team's pass rushers. I think that would be his number one focus. And I mean, it, you can't like add thirty pounds. I think he would. He probably would. He'd probably start. He'd probably eat as much as he could. I, mean, I just want to see here. Yeah. I'm curious what his answer yeah. would be on it. I mean, hopefully, but we get it. You got to worry if you're Joe Thomas about burning it all off as quickly as you're putting it in your body. Joel Batonio and uh, he claimed this yesterday that he lost on two Sundays practice, which was a heater. Yep, he lost ten pounds. Joel Joel did. Yeah, yeah, in, in one practice. practice. Yeah. They said Alex Mack used to lose 15 pounds with such a prolific sweater that he'd have to change his shoes out three times during practice because they, that's it would be like, you know when you stand in like standing yeah. water and you get that, the bubbles? That's how his shoes would be. Holy cow. And it, they'd have to swap out the footballs and his pants because how Just could they stop what? That's on the back of the quarterback's throwing hand, brother. Right. It's weird he didn't move to guard at some point just to avoid the he headache. He was so good at center. He was so good at center. Um, Roger saying, I definitely don't see any benefit to playing one series. If we're going to play, we should play and play a quarter, a couple of series, two or three series. Just suiting up for four plays to me is a waste. Perfectly said. I think he's I right agree. about that. And I think that he would say one series, it's more about plays, right? So if you went on a 10-play scoring drive, that you'd probably feel yes. like, all right, I got some good work there. But, yeah, that's where you're at. 
He also had a good comment about Jordan Love that he really thinks things have clicked for Jordan Love. And he said, look, it took me three years for things to click. And, and yeah. you know, I got a lot of criticism and scrutiny for it, and it's worked out well for me. And he said, it's, with my success, my memory of the criticism has faded, which I thought was great. But Jordan Love's an interesting guy. I think that he could be – I mean, there he Rodgers staying there has afforded them the luxury of, if they like the clay – of taking the time to mold it to exactly their specifications. That's right. That's so right. So it's really from an NF from an NFL team perspective, it's the perfect way to do this. Sure. They did it with Rodgers and now they're we'll see if they can pull we'll this see. off again. We'll see. Um all right, cbssports.com must see NFL rookies in 2022. Of course, this is at the top of the list. Remember, why is it that and we were wrong on Patrick Queen? Right. It feels like right now we're wrong on Patrick Queen. I love yeah. people still high on him. But like I remember going into the draft and loving Kyle Hamilton. Same. And going, it's just not Ravens. Just Same. not Ravens. Anywhere but there. And he's he's the guy. So he's at the top of this list of, of rookies to watch. He's got Stingley on this. He's got our guy David Bell on this list at number nine. Yeah. Didn't he get roasted on some coverage the other day? Stingley? No, uh Hamilton. Maybe. I'm not too worried about it. He's a good player. Yeah. I mean, he could. I mean, in camp it happens. So, he Bell, he's he saying the reason Bell is. A, uh, undrafted free agent. Didn't that same thing happen to the kid at, in Dallas who was the all-pro last year, Diggs? Diggs? Yeah. Trayvon Diggs? He's going to lose some one-on-one. I don't think he's yes. having a good camp. Yeah, he's fine. He'll be fine. Drake London on this list, uh, the receiver at a USC. Remember we spent all that time on receivers? Yeah. <laughs> Khalil Shakur is the guy that was on our list. And they say he was. For the Bills. A rare cat. That's not used enough. A rare cat. Rare I like cat. that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Malik Willis uh, in Buffalo. I have I've heard good stuff out of uh, Sammy Howell out of Washington that he's looked pretty good. Uh, the guy in Washington that you've camp. heard the most about is Romeo Dobes or yep. Dubs. We all talked about Christian Watson, but it seems like this, this guy's, guy's stealing been, the show. Yeah, he's apparently he's morphed into Devontae Adams in camp. Where's he out of college? No idea. I don't. Ever, we in all the receiver talk, Nevada boy. In all the conversations we had at receiver, I don't remember saying his name or Nevada. Yeah. Uh, and then our guy David Bell on this list uh, at number nine. Kind of in a backhanded compliment way, by the way, David Bell on this list. Bell makes the list because he's a fascinating film versus athleticism case study. At Purdue, Bell was a downright stud, tracking the ball off field check, yard after catch, mastery check, route running, yep, but he tested horribly in Indy. He did. But I, to me, he's just, to I mean, me, he's just a football player. Yeah. That's it. And he had great – this is what I remember saying this when we drafted him in the shows leading up to it, why I liked him going into the draft, coming out of it. How do you do when you're at Purdue? How do you do against the Buckeyes? How do you do against Penn State? Yards. How do you do against yards. Michigan? Yards. Those are the game. That's where I want to know. Iowa? Yeah. Iowa, one of the best defenses in the Big Ten in most recent years. He was yeah. great. He was great in those games. So if he can stay healthy, then away you go. And he was a big, big pedigree on him, too, coming out. Um, this from Mike Tomlin. Um, Boy, he is trying his best with chicken salad here. Did you see the quote about how they're all playing? Everything I'm reading out of Pittsburgh is that all three are just brutal. And that Mason Rudolph's the best. Yeah, Trubisky, Pickett, Rudolph are all just brutal, especially the first two. Trubisky and Pickett have had really, really rough camps. Awful. I did not like Pickett in the draft No, in any way. Um, to me, again, Sam Howell was a fifth rounder. I, I mm. like his arm more. I don't know what that was. Magneto. Easy, easy. Need you. Need those what pipes. Just I need don't those know. pipes. Got to have but the pipes a, for a Friday. A jolt of electricity went through my body. 
Geno Smith will get the start for the Seahawks in preseason game one. He, they are the they are the leaders in the clubhouse with the CJ Stroud sweepstakes. Yeah, them and if you're if you're going CJ if you're running out Geno Smith and uh, Drew Locke, possible. you remember what I felt about Drew Locke? Not much, <laughs> not much. So those guys are the uh, they're going to be the deal there. All right, we're going to hear from uh, Perry and Winfrey his availability yesterday, his thoughts on what he's seen from Miles Garrett. Hopefully, get an answer from the Hoff on how we would approach it with two weeks notice. I like the idea that we have this stuff to just throw at him. Yeah, what's he doing? Is he on a plane? Maybe. That's tomorrow. No, tomorrow. Okay, so he should be around. He should be around, cruising around, checking on his his steers. He might be getting jacked. Here, by the way, this is Mark Caboli from the Athletic in Pittsburgh. That guy's what a human. Trubisky almost picked on back-to-back seven-shot drills. Other two reps were incomplete, 0 for 4, just awful reps. So far in the one session, Mitch 0 for 4 with two picks. Mason 2 for 2 with two touchdowns. Pickett 0 for 2. (laughs) I'm telling you, I just think it's a – that was an incredible rehabilitation of Trubisky for no real reason. Like an association with Brian Dable and Josh Allen only. We said it as clear as day. As could have been said, yeah. The best he could What's do changed? after people watched him play football as a starting quarterback in the league was one year, two and a half million to be a backup. Then by after not playing football, he gets two years, $15 million not playing football. What yeah. changed? You still have to play football. You do. That's an important part of playing football is actually playing it. We'll hear from Perry on Winfrey coming up next. Let's to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Land on a Man is now free in the palm of your hands during the entire month of August. ESPN Cleveland and our friends at the Bath Authority giving you fan-free access to The Land on Demand for all the news you don't want to miss. You can see us live in the brand-new studios or play all your favorite shows commercial-free and on demand and get all access to Tony Grossi's Browns analysis and more. Visit thelandondemand.com or download the app today. The Land on Demand, remodeled by the Bath Authority. Perry and Winfrey available. What is this? Was this yesterday? Day before? When did we hear from Perry? Yesterday? I like that guy. Yes. We all do. It was yep. yesterday. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Here he is with some thoughts on what he's seen with Miles Garrett. Right. He's focused. He's always doing what he needs to do on and off the field. He's always having the right keys on the field. He's always doing what he needs to do. He's always going 100% every single play and even in all drills, making sure that he's doing whatever he needs to do to take, make the most of that drill. So just being around him and seeing how he performs and why he performs is because of the way he practices. So. Here's Perrion on toning down the talking. Do we want him to let him live? You got to earn the right to talk. And I think Yeah, like Joe, yeah, like Joe, Yeah, That's like Joe Woods always tell us our mantra is all bite no bark. So I don't feel like there's no need to be continuously barking or continuously talking. I feel like once the season comes and I start to bring that juice back and start to make plays on the field, that's when I'll be back to doing all the antics, but I'm just right now I'm just head down just working just trying to be the best player that I can be every day. So that's what I was saying. Their mantra is all bark, no bite. Yep. He's come in here, and he has got a lot of tools. He needs to be more consistent with his technique, and I think when he starts making the plays, then you will be able 
to hear him. And I think that's what really kind of the hope is. Earn the right to go ahead and, and, and talk, which is speaking of, and this is a quick little tangent, because why not? Let's have a little tangent. Jamar Chase. Okay. Did some talking. Good. I like it. I love it. Love it. Love it. By love the way, it. he's earned the right. He's great. And Denzel fired back. And Loved he'd it. earned the right. Yes. And I know he kind of took a shot at Greg saying he, all he does talk. Well, I think at the end of the year, Greg's play will do plenty of it talking. But I'll tell you what, knowing those guys the way that I do and knowing that room the way that I do, here was their, here was their response. This is exactly how it should be. This is fun. This is why we play. They're good. We're good. Let's go. Yes. Check, check ball. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. That's it. I, I think that, you know, I see it. Um, I see it in the youth. The, the youth stuff with the youth kids too like you know people like there's all these little kids want to do the gritty right yeah. they score a touch i don't care if they're bootsy's age or not black cobra's age Can we, whatever we gotta age. teach we need NBC. bootsy to do something different so he stands out like maybe we get him doing the worm like how, how great would bootsy a touchdown worm i think from i bootsy? had him doing a worm the other day he was bluey's back so he's all excited for bluey being back i saw that you tweeted about he's that so what is that up about is it. that like it's a this... variation of blues clues yeah let's see this was him this was who it is he was dancing to Bluey the other day, so he's got that. Oh, movement. that's kind of like the backstroke. Yeah, he had that. He was all excited about the other day. Um, so yeah, we do need to get him to do it. Life is great. It just in, just soaks it up. Great practice out of him yesterday, and, and all of his teammates. The um, their first time out, but the, everyone's like, "Oh no, just hand the ball to the rep." Shut up. Yeah, you. If they're not taunting, let them have a little fun. Nick, God, Nick, you gotta act like you've been there, Nick. Uh, I haven't. Or even I'm if six. I have, guess what? It's, it's awesome. hard to get there. It's awesome. I just get I'd so have a, tired of it. I have a great it. analogy. Let a little kid have fun, man. I have a Let great analogy. Let these guys have fun. This is great. That I'll share with you in the break. It's not fit for the air. But I just came up with a great analogy on the spot. really sums it up. Well, you can't share it on air? No. <laughs> no. No, I cannot. Here's the deal. This makes it all more fun. Yes. This makes it more fun. We, we weren't good enough for a better part of the last two decades to be involved in meaningful trash talk. Right. Right? What Some of the most fun that's happened in this division in the last two decades is Bengals-Steelers, Steelers-Ravens, right? And John back and forth. Yeah. We're good enough now that we can do it. We're good enough now that the best receiver on the AFC champions, our guys' names are coming out of his mouth. That's right. That doesn't happen when you're not good. So that's awesome. And this is good. And Denzel going back at him is good. It's this is great. what we want. Yes, and Denzel put together a beautiful video showing you know what happens, getting a little pick six and how great that was. I loved it. It, uh, it. it is awesome. And, again, in the bigger context, that's what's sad about this is that we were going to have the full enchilada. And I'll, I'll still hold out hope it right now. It's at six games. But week eight. Here, oh. Monday night football, Bengals, Browns, battle for Ohio. The only game on television that night, prime time, under the lights. Like, let's go. There's a little juice in that game. There's a little a juice little. there. And by the way, folks, in professional wrestling or in ultimate fighting, boxing, what happens in the ring is obviously exciting and you want to get there. But what gets you amped to see it is the talk the build. before that. The build. So it's fun to have a little build, and it's fun that Jamar Chase is that good that he's going to talk about our guys because that means he does respect them. Otherwise, he wouldn't be talking about them and vice versa. That's a good thing. I love it. I love that. I love the fact that 
it was it was said. I love the fact that it was seen. I love the way that it was responded to. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's yeah, some cop to let's go. You're good, I'm good. Check ball. Yep. Let's I go. love it. I I do too. I it's so much more fun when you have oh. it means you're relevant, man. You're in the mix. It is fun. Yeah, it's good. Uh I th- this is when Deshaun plays for us and we are at as intended to, as built as intended. That that thing them down there and us, us up here be really is going to be something else. There was a funny thing. So they did their stadium naming rights. I think Tuesday maybe they Pay did course. it. Pay course or whatever it is. Yeah. So um, they um, – anyway, they – so they, they did that. So one of the guys down there who I know, they, he goes, they should just call it the Pay Joe Burrow Stadium. Like that's – that's because that is a real – Something that they're ha- they got to get sorted out. Well, that's why because there's a ton of money in cash right now. Yes, there's a ton of money that has to be put into escrow to be able to do that to to do the Joe Burrow fund. I realize the field house is a per- certain type of building, and I know a dome is a certain type of building, but they should just call it the Paycor Jungle. That sounds way better than just Paycor Stadium. It's already known as the Jungle, right? Yeah, the Paycor Jungle would okay. That sounds all yep. right. I can get my head around that. I don't know, but to go that. from Paul Brown Stadium to Paycor Stadium, Paycor Stadium, that doesn't do anything. It's a tough one. But yeah. the Paycor Jungle. Now I'm in. Now I'm in. Now I'm in. Yeah. 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 You can play Welcome to the Paycor Jungle. They play that song anyway before every game. Yeah. The most effective use of Welcome to the Jungle was the Miami Hurricanes at the old Orange Bowl coming out of the fog. That was the most effective use of Welcome sure. to the Jungle. Sure. Gibbe. By the way, oh, you our- came over as if you were preparing. No, if was, you looked I over was, and you saw I, a guy was who was thinking- at this screen and then came over to the mic in that pose, would you not say that he wanted to speak? Yeah. So would I. That's what I did. I'm with- a big fan. He's got bated breath. I also, like, from an entrance music standpoint, like, enter Sandman and Virginia Tech is. I mean, if you want to do a Mount Rushmore, it's I, welcome to the could. jungle. Welcome to the jungle. The uh, I, I have no problem with Enter Sandman at Virginia Tech. Penn State does a combination of in the air tonight into uh, I think it's na 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 that thing. We are Penn State. So it goes from in the air tonight into that. Okay, that's good. That's a really good one. The Bucks do Hell's Bells. Jump around. Well, that's fourth quarter, though, at Wisconsin. The that's entrance, not a run out. From an entrance standpoint. I feel like anybody in Boston, if they ran out that shipping out to Boston song, like that's got to go nuts if anybody does that. I mean, they, do the Patriots do, do that? Caroline at the seventh inning stretch. Well, that's seventh inning, but like, do the Patriots run out to shipping up to Boston? That feels like a no, no-brainer. They do not. I could see Belichick not being for that. Then somebody in Boston's got to do that. have like run-out songs, really, in the NFL. In the NFL? So doing the introductions player name by player name, you know? You're missing the boat. A running out they do is a, a kickoff tremendous. Song. A running out is a tremendous hit. I think you almost do a situational song like "Renegade." Obviously, is a tremendous situational song. By the way, something just came is. across oh. my timeline that I, is it good news or do no, I get? I don't no. think. Adam Schefter oh God. was on the is radio. Check mark on ninety-seven one. The fan. Yeah, it's his audio on my station. On your station with, uh, with yeah Rothman. He's on every week with Rothman. Yeah, Rothman. Yep. Said that he, well, this is the direct quote here is the most likely outcome right now, and I don't believe it's close, is that Deshaun Watson does not play football in 2022. Well, listen, sources 
Roger Dell wants him suspended for a year. Well, you appointed the guy. They're seeking it. It's his guy. <sighs> this the NFL just the end. They've blown this. Blown this in just epic. So is the NFL. Ep- of course. The idea that we're I sitting agree. here August tenth, and we're we're we nobody knows, and we got Schefter going on local radio in Columbus and doing this, and we're trying to guess. Like you, uh, you assigned this guy last Friday. Yeah. Thursday. Yep. You assigned him with everybody to do exactly what you wished. So just do it. Make it so. And we'll deal with it. Why'd you, I was in a good mood. We're doing entrance songs. Sorry. Trying. Trying to, you know. Nice job, Zagura. You I blew mean, it's, it. It's relevant, but I mean, gosh, sucks. All right. It's the worst. It just sucks so bad. Um, all right. Defensive quality control coach and run game coordinator Ben Bloom is going to join us coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Time now for a little conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want you, as you listen, just listen to his opening line. I mean, you can obviously listen to the whole thing because this is going to be a lot of fun. But who does he sound like to you? And it's a comedian. Okay. Don't, don't give me any more. Okay. Let's just see if I can pick up on it. Uh, this who has will, a show. Who has this will acknowledge that has, we can acknowledge, ruin the suspension of disbelief that you were talking to him live. Well, yeah, but if you were here and I was here, we'd both. Well, but the audience, maybe we, you know, you're in another place. Nevertheless, here is Z. Very happy to be joined by Ben Bloom. Let's have a listen. Joined now by the Browns' defensive run game coordinator, great friend of the program as well, starting to become a regular, which we like, Ben Bloom. And Ben, how's this training camp going for you with everybody out here getting the pads on now and knowing that the first game's coming on Friday? First, Nathan, it's great to be on the show, so I appreciate it. But, um, no, we're off to a really good start. Um, You know, I think the players are working hard. It's exciting to be out here coming off a productive offseason. You know, the guys have some more familiarity with the defense, um, familiar playing with each other, and, you know, that's showing early. we got a lot to clean uh, up on, but we're building a good foundation. I'm just really excited to see them in action in the game uh, versus Jacksonville. As am I. And let's go the room you spend most of your time with, with the linebackers, with Coach Tarver there. You know, Jacob Phillips, we've seen a lot of this year, especially Anthony Walker started off on the the injury list. He's back now. But what's Jacob shown you? Because he's been tantalizing the last couple of years when we've gotten to see him staying healthy so far. We'll knock on wood. That continues. But what has he shown you in his growth here? Yeah, I mean, Jacob's a really fun player to coach. um, And he's, you know, he's been doing a great job. Um, He's a student of the game. He works extremely hard off the field. He's always prepared, um, and he does a really good job, you know, communicating out there and, you know, the things that he did in college and he's done his first two years here. It's, you know, he's a long guy. He's got speed. He's aggressive. He's tough. He's always around the ball. And, uh, you know, again, he's got stuff to clean up too, but he's, you know, he's getting better and it's showing up here in camp and he's exciting to watch and fun to be around. That was the wild man, J.O.K., who made his debut, his preseason debut. was in Jacksonville a year ago. He ended up doing some covering guys in the slot, blitzing, doing it all, and he's doing it all out here, it seems like, as well. Yeah, you know, Jeremiah, is, he's, he's a pro. He's a mature mature guy, and he's, um, 
working hard and uh you can really see the growth you know um in his you know understanding of the defense and and where he can you know has opportunities to make plays and he's, he asks great questions in the meeting room he's a really diligent note taker you know those are the things you might not see on the field of course but and then on the practice field he's you know he's a playmaker and, and that's who he is and the best thing is you know when he has a uh you know not a great play and there's room for improvement he really kind of knows immediately hey i, I could have done this better so what i should have done and to me that's a lot of growth because nothing's going to be perfect but you, you start to see that maturity as a football player when you're not making the plays, but you know how to make them the next time. So it's exciting to see him work and, uh, you know, grow. When you see kind of in some of those nickel packages when we've got Jacob and Jeremiah together, that speed, is that, that feels like one of the fastest linebacker tandems probably in the league. And what does that speed allow you guys to do on the defensive side? Yeah, I mean, we're proud of the whole room. I mean, all, all the guys we have can run and they work really hard. Jacob and Jeremiah, they're fast. You know, we see it. So certainly gives us, uh, um, you know, the ability to cover people and blitz and run and close space. So, you know, that's what we do. Linebackers, you know, we have a lot of jobs on the field. Those guys can do all those jobs and uh, so can everyone else in the room. So, you know, we're confident that, you know, whoever's out there, we're going to run and we're going to cover and we're going to blitz and we're going to tackle. You got a guy who averaged over 100 tackles for the last four years, three and Indy, one with us and Anthony Walker Jr., who would point out that he is fast as well, ran some track back in the day and was quite accomplished. What is having that veteran presence? Because a lot of guys are talking about, we'll talk about Sione in a second, but it's a lot of younger guys, but then AWOC's the one who's really got the most experience, tangible experience in the league. Yeah, I mean, AWOC's, he's a pro. Um, you know, he's a student in the game, asks great questions. He's got all that experience. So he's a guy that, as a coach, you know, you got to bring it every day. You got to, be saying the right things, have the right answers, and it's fun to be a guy, uh, be around a guy like that because uh, they can challenge you uh, as a coach, and that's a good thing. And then out on the field, he looks great. You know, running around, you know, he finds the ball. Um, he can play every position um, in, in, in the linebacker group. So, you know, it's it's a real, uh, it's a real benefit as a coach to have a guy like that in the room. He, he's he's doing a hell of a job. And then the guy that reminds me, and you tell me if you if I'm right on this. That if Coach Tarver was able to go out and play right now, Sione Takitaki would be have a lot of the same. The zest for the game, the pure joy of physicality, and, and to play ball. You know, I, I love that kind of parallel between them. And maybe I'm not right about that, but I, I see that. And what's it been like to be around Sione, who is, by the way, his hair is incredible. The mullet's really coming in light, nicely. Yeah, the hair is awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, don't get it twisted. The hair is flowing and, and nice, but he's a blue-collar worker. That's right. You know, so uh, he's got that construction company mentality. Um, and, yeah, I do think, you know, the, the violence and the competitiveness off the edge that, you know, Sione has, that's certainly probably what well, – I know that's what Coach Tarver did when he was on the field <laughs> back in the day. So all, all your assumptions are, I think, correct. But uh, yeah, Sione's, you know, Sione's real, a really humble guy. He's a great listener. Um, he takes coaching. He gets better. He's extremely accountable. He's a really fun guy to coach, and um, he's just a reliable guy. He brings it every day, and um, we really trust him, and um, it's fun being around him. How much is he enjoying getting to call the plays on defense when he's getting some of that work at Mike? Yeah, he's done a really good job. You know, we, we pride ourselves in our versatility. Like I said, Anthony Walker, he's been able to play every position for us, and he kind of sets the tone in that way as a vet. And uh, I think Sione, you know, also a veteran presence in our room. You know, when he's had to play Mike, he's done a, done a nice job there. So um, it's a testament to how those guys work, um, 
how they learn the system and uh, you know how much they care. So we're, we're fortunate in the linebacker room. Yeah, so that's kind of the big four, right? And then you got a lot of young, hungry guys who have some who have been in the league, some who have been with us in the past. Let's start with Tony Fields, our draft pick last year. How's he progressing here in year two? Yeah, Tony's done a really nice job. Um, he's a physical guy, he's competitive, and you see it out on the field because he doesn't shy away from contact. He'll go get the ball. You know, he can run, he can cover, he can hit. Um, those are the things we saw on his college tape, and he showed last year in practice when he had the opportunity to do so. And uh, he's gotten a lot better practice to practice. He's correcting things and um, growing, and uh, that's really all you can ask for. So I'm um, really excited about his future. He's a fun guy to be around. Willie Harvey's made some flash plays, certainly stood out a couple days here out of camp. Also tremendous on the basketball court, I'm told, and a good talker. How's he kind of fitting in the room and a guy who's kind of been in our program off and on for a few years, but has maybe a chance now to, to solidify that role? Yeah, I'm really proud of Willie. He, he's, um, you know, he's working really hard uh, mentally. He, you know, knows multiple positions and he's played, you know, multiple positions with consistency. Um, he's got quickness, he's got speed, he's got a nose for the ball, he's got playmaking ability, and um, I'm just, I'm really proud of him and really excited when I get to watch my practice make plays and be consistent, be in the right place, do his job, and just, you know, be around the ball and, you know, make tackles if we were allowed to tackle in practice and intercept the ball when we can. So he's, he's, uh, he's doing a heck of a job with this opportunity, and, um, you know, he deserves all the opportunity to, you know, go out there and play and, and put some uh, uh, additional good stuff on tape like he's already done in his career. Yeah, it'll be fun to see him certainly down in Jacksonville. And then a guy who returning to Jacksonville, Dakota Allen, who we brought in this year, was really a special teams guy down there. What has he kind of shown you in the linebacker room and somebody who was, like I said, he's been in the league for a couple of years, a couple of different teams? Yeah, I mean, Dakota's, um, you know, he has some famili familiarity with our system. So he came in and he, uh, learn stuff pretty quickly he asked some really good questions and still is asking good questions now so you know that he's got the right mindset he's, he's trying to learn he's trying to get better he's you know played multiple positions already you know out here um so it just shows you that he's a pro um and uh you know he, he's got ability and you know i'm excited to see him play how do you guys process and maybe in the meeting room or even after some of the sounds that Jeremiah makes in his exuberance on the field that sound in some ways like an animal, like a bird of prey flying around, calling around? How do you guys kind of, how do you process that? How do you, and do you grade some of the sounds that he makes from time to time? I mean, I support all sounds that help you make plays on the ball, so. <laughs> you do. You guys having fun in that room? Yeah, it's a great room. Coach Tarver is uh Terrific coach, great leader, sets a great tone. I'm lucky to be in there with him and with those guys, and it's a, it's a really fun group. It's a lot of humble guys who just love ball and love learning and like getting better and enjoy working together. So you couldn't ask for more. I know you guys also just brought a new linebacker in the room, actually, on today's Tuesday, on Tuesday, wearing 51 just like Silas was. Yeah. Also appears to have great hair, young man out of Cal, spent some time in uh, Carolina and Washington. What can you tell us about our newest linebacker and what he brings to this team? Well, first we miss Silas. You know, he did a really nice job for us. You know, he was, uh, you know, played Mike and handled all the communication and was always doing things right and, you know, improved a ton and, uh, you know, excited for his opportunities in the future. Um, but, uh, you know, thankful for his contributions to the group. and. It was good to have Jordan in. Literally been around him one practice, but he, he was focused. He did the drills. He got better throughout the drill work. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to uh, seeing him play. We know he's, 
you know, good football player. You know, yeah, he, he was in college. He has some experience in the league. So um, it's a good addition to the room. You know, again, our scouting department, you know, does a great job uh, bring, bringing guys in and uh, building the roster. As a coach, is it fun? Sometimes you have so much familiarity with, you know, six of the top seven guys. Dakota comes in, and, and then now you have somebody who comes in in a day that is likely going to play, I would imagine, down in Jacksonville. Is that kind of a fun thing to get to coach somebody up that quickly and get them ready to play? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's – it's fun to say, hey, here's the call. Here's where you line up. Here are your responsibilities. Don't give them too much so they're not thinking about a million things, but give them enough so they can go play and, and, and play fast. And, you know, as, as, as you get through the walkthroughs and, and through the game, you know, you answer more questions. But, you know, these guys are football players. You just got to tell them where to line up, what their job is, and help them with their technique and, and let them play. You know, so it's exciting to uh, be able to do that um, on short notice with a guy. And that's, you know, that type of stuff happens in the regular season that's our job to to you know to coach them and get them ready so it's cool well, we are lucky to have you and coach Tarver doing just that Ben Bloom thank you very much for time and good luck on Friday I yeah, appreciate you Nathan uh have fun that guy's great big fan he's great big fan so he reminds me of the star of Dave yeah on FX which is a hilarious show yeah and he is great and he's what did I say? It was a it was a mix between you said the Miz. Oh yeah, and Pete Davidson, like a little bit of both, because there was that kind of that the raspy. I'm not as yeah. familiar with the Dave show. I've oh seen man, you'd enjoy it. Maybe one or two episodes it's good. of it. I watched an episode of Barry. I think oh, on Sunday. I watched episode okay. one. And oh, I like the building blocks. There's blocks. Oh, there's building blocks. Oh, there are. Yeah, the first scene was a tough sell on the misses. Sure. So I I'm trying to get her to kind of wrap her head around. I think we're, that I think that there will be you'll be satisfied with where it goes. Yeah, like Miss yeah. Kay, totally fine with it. And at the end of the day, while it is, I mean, she watched Game of Thrones. Dark, so it's like, a dark comedy, and yeah. it, it moves more into. I mean, Bar- again, she watched Game of Thrones, so right. she can handle. This it. is, yeah. this is kindergarten compared to Game compared of to Thrones. that. By the way, I said I wouldn't be in on the dragons. I'm going to be all in on the dragons. Like okay. just so all in. I Why even... was there any reason not to be in? I just was so upset with how the thing ended. Okay, no source material. All source. All source. 100% source material. And then I'm not big on prequel versus sequel. I, I, I feel like I already know where this thing's going to – I do know where this is going to end. But we don't know any, like – So there's a lot in – No broad stroke. I just wish it was – because it feel it's like 200 years before Thrones, so I wish it was more like 1,000 years before Thrones. So okay, but we're not going to get into anybody that we know. Well, I think there will be some like, Easter eggs. I think there will be sure, some, but a lot a of familial ton. stuff. Yeah. But no, it's going to be unbelievable. I mean, the thing looks unbelievable. I'm excited for it. Yeah. You know, the Rings thing is in September on Amazon Prime. The Lord of the Rings, which yeah. is going to be incredible. It's got to be yes, incredible, too. I'm so excited about that. By the way, do us a personal favor. Maybe don't do all this stuff in football season. Yeah. How about you wait for, I Drop don't know, in February. When, everything, I don't know. when nobody's got anything going up. Maybe drop all this stuff in February. Right. Why are you dropping all this stuff? They're going to drop Yellowstone, the new season, in November. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to us? I don't know. Somebody just said to me, Nate, love everything Browns, but that Elf's is horrible. Worst, worst mascot of all time. Nope. <laughs> Wrong. Erroneous. Jeez, nobody like Who doesn't? I've never classic. heard anybody that not like the That is from the, the first ever game brochure. Somebody doesn't like the Elf? 1946. I did hear, I did see the, um, uh, you know, a couple of our guys, when they were saying, like, at midfield, put a dog at midfield. Um, like, honestly, I know that people aren't fans of the dog thing, but, like, we my, haven't gotten it right. We yet. haven't got it. That's it. My kids would love the idea of the dog. Like there was some old merch that had like kind of a dog that was kind of mismanaged, but they were like all in. Like they love the idea of a bulldog. So that's, but that's, you know, 
It's got nothing to do with the history. It's got to be done right. Yeah, you got to hit it. And it had not been. It had not. I mean, what I had one sweatshirt from when we did the new one that kind of looked like, I don't even know what it looked like. Yeah. There's a way to do a dog. Let me tell you something, brother. There was a time in my life where I did a show and I had to say this to close it out. Yeah. Every week. Yep. We bark together in the Dog Pound Report. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. In the game network and shoes and clothes for kids. Safe travels, boys. Thanks, brother. To the J. No, unfortunately, no A-X. updates on what's going on, and I guess we'll get that tomorrow. Swim some gonna... laps in the pool tomorrow morning? No golf. I'm. It's a business trip. I will not stand for that out of you. Let me tell you something, pal. Listen, pal. I'm not having it. Segura's got to be on his best behavior. He's making his debut. Don't want it to be the first and the last. Jesus. It's just an outrageously <laughs> just silly, incredible, silly and hurtful. It never comment. stops. No. Look forward to it. Going. He was in here giving me credit off air. Off air, but on air. On air. I know. Segura's yeah. put in a yeoman's effort this week. Thank there you. we go. Next on level. Now Up we're going to go drink heavily. <laughs> We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.